Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome back to the Rookie and the Vet podcast. I'm your veteran, Darren. Joining me, rookie Dante Furco, and kind of taking a break from Illini Sports this episode, yeah. uh, focusing on football season, which I feel like since the NFL draft, everybody's kind of focusing on that. Mm-hmm. Um, rookie minicamp just took place. Um, a lot of buzz around the Chicago Bears this coming season. Uh, this is probably more picks than I've seen the Bears have in the first three mm-hmm. rounds in, I don't know, a couple of decades or something like that. Um, before we start to get into stuff, want to ask you just your opinion real quick. Do you think the Bears picked up enough players, drafted enough talent, and also through free agency re- got enough talent yeah. to give Justin Fields the keys to success? So I wasn't the biggest fan of the Bears moving down. I felt like they moved down. I mean, to start right there, I felt like they moved down too far. In the draft, where if they would have stayed up in that one, two, three range, I mean, they got a load from Carolina, don't get me wrong, but you missed out on the top tier players in the draft. I mean, you fell, I believe they fell down to like nine and then traded back a spot, right? Right. With the Eagles, I believe, or? I mean, they still got Darnell Wright, yeah. who was a number three player At, yep. um, and probably one of the best offensive linemen on the board. Um, but yeah, it's like, why didn't you just. Yeah. Take him earlier, or... But I just... My thing is, is I think Will Anders... I, I just don't... I think offensive line is a huge need for the Bears, so at the end of the day, I understand it. But missing out on a guy like Will Anderson, who's going to be a generational talent in the same realm as, like, maybe an Aaron Donald. Not, he did a different position, different kind of build. Sure. But an absolute force on the defensive side. I mean, he's very similar to Khalil Mack. Yeah, and, and that's Khalil the Mack, gentleman from Georgia, right? From Alabama. Alabama, okay. So, I mean, that that's another story. They could have went Jalen Carter. But I would say now it seems that Jalen Carter is being sued yeah. by the family of the other player who mm-hmm. passed away in that car racing yeah. incident. So, I mean, that's a whole nother yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. But I just... I felt like there were a lot of good guys in that top five that the Bears missed out on by yeah. train down. But the thing is, they didn't need a quarterback right. at the end of the day, and that's what everybody wanted in the top five was a quarterback. But you could also got on Devin Witherspoon. I mean, we talked about him a lot a few weeks ago. But, no, I mean, at the end of the day, I liked Darnell Wright. They really needed offensive line. Yes. Everybody knew it. 
I mean, it's been an issue for years. I think Justin Fields got a little bit of help this year. You could kind of see it. The Bears offensive line kind of found its molds, and he was able to actually be productive for once. Yeah. But it's definitely their biggest need, right. no doubt. I mean, I getting say. sacked 55 times last year, uh, definitely some major gaps in that line. So I think he comes in. Uh, guaranteed starter and I think is going to make a big impact. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to say I saw some statistic like he hadn't given up a sack in 18 games or something like that. So for the entire last season and that Tennessee offense was able to blow up 500 plus yards Mm -hmm. a game. Blocking for Hendon Hooker too. Exactly. So I think he's going to add a lot of value to that Bears offense. And uh, just kind of looking at the numbers right now, Justin Fields, a little over 2,000 passing yards, 17 touchdowns through the air, 11 interceptions, though. And then I think he definitely found his legs with uh, that over 1,000 yards rushing, eight rushing touchdowns. But definitely need to get the offense more involved, um, especially the wide receiver group. They didn't have a single wide receiver with more than 500 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, Cole Komet, tight end, had five 44 or something like that and uh i think dj moore is going to bring in that extra option to them as well um but i mean you got guys like chase claypool yep i mean darnell mooney he's gonna definitely i think lose some stock now with dj moore in the mix chase claypool came over from pittsburgh like midway through the season so yeah, you don't expect guys to kind of jive with your offense right away, but yeah. putting in the work, I think it's definitely going to be there. And I mean, Claypool, Komet, um, St. Brown all went to Notre Dame. So okay. they know each other. Has a connection. Yeah. Okay. And so I think that brings a little bit of. We didn't see it last year, but mm-hmm. I think that brings a little bit more of some connectivity of to course. that offense. I've never been too high on Darnell Mooney. Yeah, I think same he has a lot of. I think people think he has a lot of upside, but he never shows it, and that's where I just I, I don't think he's going to be that one or two wide receiver for them. He's going to be probably in that three behind yeah. Claypool. I say he drops to four even, he maybe. could, behind St. Brown, maybe. But then you also have like that Cole Kamal, like you said, and Robert Tunyon in that Bears offense. Now, yep. A lot of weapons. I mean, nothing too flashy. I guess DJ Moore is a little flashy. He's good, able to really just dominate the field. We saw with Carolina, even when he had a poor quarterback. Right. He was able to put up yards, put up touchdowns. And just kind of see what Justin Fields is able to do. You know, he had a lot of rushing touchdowns. He had a lot of rushing yards. How much of the offense is going to change now that they actually have wide receivers who can be productive for the Bears? I mean, I I think it's an exciting offense and a big step up yeah. from years prior where they could go from being the number one overall pick to maybe being that wild card contention in a, you know Justin Fields' third year where we saw him take a huge jump. Just like the team, he took a huge jump, and you know there's a lot to be excited about. I know his name's starting to uh, crawl up there in the MVP conversation. Yeah, and I mean, definitely we took a step up at wide receiver, offensive line. I think we definitely took a step down in the running back position. Yeah. Um, I mean, Montgomery, he's been a solid back for Chicago. Um, only one season with more than 1,000 yards. Um, and I definitely think last year with Justin Fields starting to run the ball a lot more, 
that definitely took kind of a hit to his stock there. Um, but now he's over in Detroit. Khalil Herbert, though, when he was stepping in last season, definitely showed some flashes of uh, some pretty impressive running ability. Mm-hmm. I'd almost put him on par with maybe Tony Pollard. He's kind of got that smaller yeah. build, very quick. Not a between-the-tackles kind of runner, but you get him out in space, of course. and I think he's going to make people miss. He's going to get you some big playability. Um, and then we've got... Deonta Foreman coming in, Mm -hmm. and then that rookie out of Texas who is the backup to... B. John Robinson. That's it. Uh, Roshan Johnson coming in. Um, Not bad, but I don't know what to think about him I'll be curious to see who's the starting back for this team. Probably Foreman, I I want to I'm going to guess it's Foreman. But it's going to be very kind of back and forth. I think kind of like a Detroit, the Detroit Lions offense, how they did it last year. Yeah. Where uh, DeAndre Swift would get you downfield, but Jamal Williams would just punch it in the end zone kind yeah. of thing. The, that red zone type back, which could be probably Foreman. And then maybe Khalil takes it up to there. Because that's kind of what Carolina did last year a little bit. Foreman just punched a lot of touchdowns in the end zone. He's a tough guy to tackle. Yeah, and I ended up picking him up on fantasy last year Mm. uh, when I was really needing a running back at a certain point. And he had some really great games, a few touchdowns here and there. But, yeah, definitely Chuba Hubbard, I would say, Mm -hmm. took a majority of the share of the snaps. But People thought coming out of college that Deontay Foreman was going to be a star, like a star. He went to Texas, got hurt. Got drafted by, I think, the Texans. Tennessee. Was it Tennessee? Titans, yeah. He, yep. he was somewhere, and he just didn't really get much going. And then in Carolina is really where he kind of got his footing. And I kind of you know, started to show what people thought he could be. Um, but, yeah, he had a lot of hype out of college and didn't live up to it right away. But I think it's a still a solid pickup for Chicago in terms of kind of rebuilding this offense and competing for a spot in you know the postseason. Yeah, and now I got to ask, with Aaron Rodgers no longer in the NFC North, do you think it goes between... I mean, I would definitely drop the Packers down. Oh, 100%. Um, I mean, what, they got third in the NFC North this last year, and I mean, mm-hmm. Chicago was just kind of abysmal, yeah. but it kind of started to turn into a Minnesota-Detroit kind of game. Yeah. Um, but now with... Chicago adding all these key pieces, would you say it's Minnesota-Chicago? I mean, Detroit, I still think, needs a yeah. quarterback. So I uh, There's a lot of things I could say with this. So I think I think the Packers might be the worst team in the division. In my opinion, they're, just, they're not that good. They have no offense anymore. I mean, A.J. Dillon uh, and Aaron Jones. Yep. But that's pretty much their whole offense. They lost Lazard. He went, followed Rodgers to the Jets. Yep. Lost Tunyon. I can't even. I guess they have Christian Watson. Christian Watson. That's he was definitely it. big, big last year. But how much is how much is Jordan Love going to give you? I mean, right now you take Justin Fields over Jordan Love. Yeah. The Packers defense isn't that great. Nope. And so honestly, that's a team I probably put last in the division. But we're going to weigh up. So my thing is, and I mean, it's very biased as a Vikings fan. I think until <laughs> they're decrowned after winning the NFC North this year, they shouldn't be put below. The anybody else because my, my th- everybody obviously looked at the Vikings collapse in the playoffs last year. They had such a great record and then yep. didn't do anything in the playoffs. And then just something everybody keeps taking the Lions over the Vikings and how I, feel I like, think Dan Campbell's just building well, he, something in Detroit. Great. I and, see. I love Detroit. I mean, I don't. 
I don't love Detroit. I kind of love their story and yeah. watching Hard Knocks and everything. I just, like, until it happens and the season starts, I just can't put Detroit at the top. Especially after, I mean, they traded DeAndre Swift away. But I think Williams proved towards the end of last year, and especially against that Green Bay game, the final game to take them out of that wild card spot, you don't need but Swift. It, but guess what? He's gone too. Is he? He signed with the Saints. Okay. And you don't even have Swift. You do have Montgomery. But, I mean, still. Didn't they pick up a nice-looking running back? So they back? picked up a running back in the draft, and they picked up David Montgomery. But That's right. They took Gibbs with, like, the 14th overall pick. It was extremely questionable at the time because they still had Swift, and everybody was like, what is the point of that? But, yeah, they took a running back, like, 14, 15, because they traded down after, taking, after losing out on Witherspoon. Yep. And I just I don't see it right now. I, I think a lot of people put them putting them in the Super Bowl conversation. I don't. See I don't know that. about that. I just don't see that yet. I do like that Amon Ra St. Brown. I though. do love Amon. Uh, yeah, I love. I, I really love wish Brown. I could have grabbed him in fantasy last Saint year. St. Brown's but, good. I mean, he's a stud. But like, that's a lot. Of, I'm trying to think who else is on that wide receiving core. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Have you ever wondered how to say good morning in Italian? Or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa. Just say... What is happy birthday in German? Or how do you say hello in Japanese? Do you want to know how to say I love you in Spanish? Ask Alexa and start learning a new language today. Like how much do they really... Oh, you do have... Not Jameson Williams. Oh, yeah, Jameson Williams. The uh, wide receiver. who we didn't get, He didn't get a lot of you know, big plays last year, but he's really good out of Alabama. Yeah. I mean, um, they no longer have TJ Hawkinson. No longer have T.J. That, that's another thing. Kirk Cousins is about to get a full season with T.J. Hawkinson. Yeah. And in his, like, six games with T.J. Hawkinson, I mean, T.J. Hawkinson probably had, like, six, seven touchdowns. Yeah. He had a lot of yards. And then the Vikings just drafted a wide receiver, Jordan Addison. I mean, I don't mean to keep going on about the Vikings. I just, in terms of that division, I still think I think it's going to be a mix-up this year, and it's really going to come down to probably injuries and yeah. – who wants it more and who's going to kind of get in there and grind because NFC North definitely got big shakeups, guys going from opposing teams to another, and also Vikings lost to Darius Smith too. They just trade him. And what I will say is I wouldn't be surprised if the Vikings trade Delvin Cook by July or August. I think he's the next to go. Okay. Uh, they're, they're trying to make huge salary cuts right now because they are like – in the deep end in terms of cap it right now. So that's that's why they're just letting everybody go. But I still like them. But in terms of the Bears, right now I'd put them at the three personally, but I think they're close with the Lions. It's just how much do they have on defense is a big thing. I mean, they the young defense on the Bears last year looked really good mm-hmm. for a lot of rookie players. I mean, we picked up uh, that gentleman out of Florida this year, Gervon Dexter, big guy. 
Um, definitely helping to do some run stopping up the middle. I mean, we got another guy from South Carolina, Zach Pickens. Uh, and then a lot in that secondary, too. And, but what sucks is, like, they traded away Roquan Smith and... I mean, they were gone. You, yeah, they were, Roquan Smith and then season, Robert Quinn. Robert Quinn. I mean, they were gone pretty early. Um, and, I mean, that defense still kind of shined, especially that secondary. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of interceptions, I mean, that I can just remember watching some games. Um Definitely, we need more QB pressure, I think, and more sacks coming from that defensive mm-hmm. line. And so we'll see. But they also added another interesting free agent, Frank Clark, didn't they? Could be. I know from the Chiefs, Kansas City. I know the Chiefs released him. Now I have to see if I can find something. I mean, yeah, it's with the Bears. You know, they'll they'll add people in terms of I. Chicago's a big market. Yep. But I think in recent years they've struggled to kind of add pieces. Um, but P- I think Justin Fields is the kind of guy that people will want to play around, especially that Ohio State connection, the amount of people they're producing. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised in a couple of years with guys like, um, I'm just trying to think, Najigba, Seahawks wide receiver, Olave, yep. kind of guys like those. If sooner or later the Bears pull in somebody to you know play alongside Fields, what I will also say though, if the Bears do have you know a down year, it's not a bad thing because if they can partner Marvin Harrison Jr. up with Justin Fields, that is a duo that will be a force to be reckoned with. Because he spent another year at Ohio State, right? Yes. Okay. And I'll tell you now, as crazy as it sounds. Marvin Harrison might be the first... This is so hard to say because I think Caleb Williams will go number one overall next year out of USC. But Marvin Harrison has the opportunity to be a wide receiver taking one or two overall in the draft. He's that yeah, gen- I was kind of generational type talent. Surprised that he didn't go this year. I think he... I can't remember if he has one more year left. I forget. Because he's kind of young. Because I think... In, NCAA or football, yeah, college football. I think you need three years. But I think I it's just two. Yeah, I, I forget the whole ruling, but I think he had one more year. But he's just unbelievable. He's just like his dad. Yep, unbelievable. You know, just a generational talent. I mean, I think I get the I think of the comparison with like Julio Jones. When Julio Jones came out of college, everybody knew he was going to be a star. And I mean, he was for five to what, eight years. When he's not hurt, yeah. He was just a star, and I think he's just got that, you know, Julio Jones-esque kind of caliber in him. And that that's what I'm saying with the Bears. If this isn't a great season and they're able to fall a little bit in the draft and you're in that top five, that's a great pickup yeah. to put next to Justin Fields. I don't think they ever played together. No. I, might, I don't think they would have. Because Fields has been in Chicago for— He's going into his third year. Yeah, three years. So, But still, that Ohio State connection. Right. You can't deny it. That's true. And then, uh, oh, what was I going to say? I'm blanking. I so totally good. forgot. I mean, you're blanking. The Bears are blanking this this past year. But I, I think there's a lot to look forward to if you're a Bears fan. I know you're a Bears fan. There's a lot to look forward to with this new offense. Yeah. Um, Again, DJ Moore has me hyped up. Yeah. Got a solid number one wide receiver. 
I think he can go over a thousand yards this year. I mean, last year his numbers weren't terrible for a team that he didn't even want to play on. Mm-hmm. Um, but under a thousand yards, seven touchdowns, I think I put him above a thousand for this next year. Oh yeah, and it's it's just I'm, I'll be interested to see the where the middle ground is between Justin Fields running and Justin Fields passing. I don't think he'll be that Lamar Jask. Lamar Jackson, like that's almost kind of what it seemed like in La- this season. Was he was running a lot, yeah, a lot. But I don't know if it was because his O line wasn't blocking and he had to run. And he was forced to. But that that that's what I'll be interested to see. Definitely, they had more drawn up runs. Mm-hmm. But again, it boils down to were some of those drawn up runs, or were yeah. it because he just needed to get out of that pocket and. Yeah pick up the first down or do what he could but yeah, I mean, a lot of big plays out of him last of year so that had me really excited of course and i mean you know switching gears a little bit uh in terms of being excited chicago blackhawks yeah number one overall pick in this so, year's nhl draft people are saying it's rigged this is uh, they can say whatever they, it was a lottery i know it's a lottery well, draft it's funny, pick i didn't even realize both chicago teams had the number one overall pick technically the bears traded it away they had the number one overall pick. Yeah, and the yeah, I mean, but what are your what are your thoughts on you know them getting everything? All right, so I mean, Blackhawks pretty much sold the farm last year. Kane's gone. Taves uh, looks he like he's traded? retiring. No, okay. So they kept him, but he came out and said, yes. you know, he's been dealing with long COVID, like. He's got good games. He's got bad games where like he can't catch his breath mm. and like. Honestly, retirement is probably the best for him. Like, he did amazing for the city of Chicago and the Blackhawks organization. I mean, from those cup runs that we made in the early 2010s, um, him and Kane been on the same team for a long time. Oh, of course. Um, so sad to see him go, but, you know, health is a big thing. I would have liked to see them announce that he's going to come onto the coaching staff because I think he'd make oh, a great probably. coach. Probably. And, I mean, if he can't, if he doesn't have it anymore to get on the ice, I think he is a leader of young men mm-hmm. and definitely can help mold that next generation. Do you think, kind of building off that, do you think him and Kane have their jerseys retired? Probably Kane, Not right? yet. Well, not yet, yeah. But, but I mean, he like, will. Oh, okay. he will. Okay. Um, I mean, Kane is pretty much in the – Top five, if not top three, Black for all Blackhawks yeah. records. Um, so that's definitely going to be coming. Um, but Connor Bedard, man. Connor Bedard. And so this is. Generational talent. Yeah, everybody's been talking about this guy. Like, no matter who has the number one pick, mm-hmm. he's going to get picked. He's only 17 years old. I was just looking. Born in 2005. That's insane. Like, I'm 23, and it's like. 2005, that's young. Yeah. That's really young. So, I mean, obviously you're excited to get somebody like that. Um, Especially losing Patrick Kane, it's like while that era ends, a new era is beginning. Right. And I'll reiterate kind of what you said about that Marvin Harrison Jr., Mm -hmm. once in a generational talent. Like, this kid is fast. He can score. I think he takes over that Patrick Kane kind of role. If the Blackhawks don't pick him, then I don't know what's wrong with them. Yeah. But, like, this is the player you pick, 
and you build your team around this guy. That, you know, I always wonder with guys like this, because there's a similar conversation you can have with the NBA, what's worth more, drafting him or getting the absolute haul, maybe the biggest haul in you know league history of a return in trade? Like, what's worth more? I think drafting him. Probably. I because mean, you know he's going to be a short Let's thing. put him, let's say he's the next Patrick Kane, but, you know, you're talking three Stanley Cups in, like, a 10-year span. Yeah. I mean, you can't put a price on that. I mean, back in, what, 2010, 2013, 2015, yeah. it was awesome watching Blackhawks hockey every season. And, I mean, the years that they weren't in the Stanley Cup Finals, they were right there in the Western Conference Finals. And it was usually the L.A. Kings mm -hmm. that I we were battling that, yeah. it out with. Um, it looks like the Kings have kind of come back a little bit. Blackhawks really fell off. But there is a lot of good talent on the Blackhawks. Mm -hmm. um, I think they just need a few extra pieces. Goalie is a big one. And it looks like we're signing that young goaltender to a long-term contract. Um, they got a decent haul back for the Patrick Kane. I'm not huge because he was on an expiring contract, but I remember hearing Well, a lot he about was on trade. a no-trade clause yes. for a long time. And, and then it came down to when they announced, like, we're pretty much getting rid of everybody, and mm -hmm. there was rumors that he was going, and then it was like, no, it's not true, and then it was turns out it was true um but he pretty much wanted to pick where he was about to go and play yeah. hockey and i mean the rangers went all in for him they wanted to win this year they didn't end up even getting out of the first round no but the thing is is patrick kane's a free agent at the end of this year could he come back to chicago maybe and i know i'm pretty sure was, i saw a video he was asked that after um his final game with the rangers this year after they lost in the postseason i remember he said like he didn't know you know, anything could happen kind of thing. I mean, maybe if they draft this Connor Bedard, maybe yeah. Kane wants to take him under his wing. Oh, of course. Um, That's a perfect person to do so. Kind of like he did with Artemi Panarin back in the day. Mm -hmm. And I think there was even talk for a little while that he was going to adopt Panarin. But those two <laughs> on the same line together were truly amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and I think with Kane, if you were to bring him back, you kind of give him what they call in sports a legacy contract. Even though he left which kind of makes it a little different, where, like, you give him the money, even though maybe he's not still at that level of that contract, but it's like he means so much to the organization where it's bigger than, you know, value. Like, they did that with, I mean, Steph Curry's gotten that kind of, like, legacy contract sure. for a long time. Even I mean, he deserves it, but where it's like we feel you can bring more to the plate than just uh, your production on the ice as well as, just meaning so much to the team. I, yeah. I, I would love to see him back. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's tough to replace 88. I think I have three different Patrick Kane jerseys that my wife has bought me over the years. And, I mean, I'm still going to wear those no matter what, um, whether he's on the team or whether he's not on the team anymore. Because, I don't know, just the memories of watching him play mm -hmm. and growing up as a kid and watching him score all those goals and... Um, the one year he won the, I think it's the Art Ross Trophy for most goals in a season or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, definitely not going to give those up whatsoever. Would great be great to see him in the red, white, and black again. So who knows? We'll see. Anything else in 
Chicago sports you want to quickly hit on before we wrap up? I don't know. We'll see what happens with the Bulls. Maybe, again, they get the number one lottery pick, mm-hmm. too. So Yeah, I mean, it's a tough time for baseball in Chicago right now. Yeah, I think we'll get into that next year. Yeah. White Sox, Cubs, neither of them are playing great baseball. I mean, the Cubs are playing good baseball. Yeah, better but. than I think a lot of people expected, but it's still not you know, that amazing playoff-like baseball right. we've seen in the past a little bit. I, but what I will say is this will be, I'm mean, not even close to the deadline. That will be like July. Yep. But I think the Chicago White Sox sell at the deadline big time. Think so? Yeah. But I will say I, I, they really need Liam Hendricks back, and hopefully he's oh, back yeah. soon. You know, he's recovering from his chemo and everything. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's a huge issue they have had is that so open. I could go on about that. And maybe we'll touch on that next week a little bit. Do a little bit of baseball. We'll cover some Cubs, some White Sox, and some Cardinals because we got a lot of Cardinals fans here. And then you also have the Illinois Illinois Knights at uh, Cubs or White Sox? White Sox. um, I think they've got. All right. So, yeah, there's. Krutz is throwing out the first pitch for the White Sox. Mm -hmm. And then there was another Illinois player. Keith Randolph's throwing for the Cardinals. That's right. That's on Wednesday or Thursday night. He's throwing out against the Brewers. Um, That'd be cool. Yeah. See a lot. I mean, if you're at those games, Illinois players will be there. Um, Should be cool. Yeah. Say hi. Football season's coming up for college, too. It's just around the corner. I mean, summer balls can be starting soon. And then got another college football season. I'll have to get out to one of those practices with you and... See if I can get some interviews. Yeah, I'm curious interviews. When, they're, when they're coming back. Because I, I, everybody's leaving this week for you know home. Summer, yeah. I don't know when those football players come back. I wonder when those interviews will start up. Somewhere like late July, yeah, early August. July, somewhere like early that. August. Um, but, yeah, I mean, right. hey, that'll wrap it up. Yeah. On Rookie in the Vet with Darren Lees and Dante Furco. If you don't already... Follow us on Twitter as well as make sure to check us out on all podcasting platforms. Hit the subscribe or like button so it notifies you when yeah uh, when we post. You said YouTube. Yeah, and then as YouTube, well as YouTube page has been doing really well. Yeah, I mean, so, feel free to leave comments and stuff. We actually had a few people leave questions. Comments. We'll try and answer the questions as best we can. Yeah. Give you our insights, our opinions. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's nothing we won't touch on for yeah. the most part. Yeah, the more, I mean, fan interaction, <laughs> viewer interaction, the better. Able to kind of get new ideas that maybe we didn't think of to talk sure. about. yeah. And answer any questions. If you want something covered, let us know, and we'll do what we can. Yeah. Well, that'll right. wrap it up here on Ricky and the Vet, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>